1: Uh, Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another QB Power Hour. Today's topic is QBO Advanced feature Deep Dive with Reporting Enhancements with Hector Garcia. Yay! founding partner. (laughs) (laughs) Hector and I were just talking, and he reminded me that we first did our first Power Hour together in October of 2014. So it's wonderful to have Hector back on, joining Dan and I. Um, And I can't wait to hear what Hector's got to say about the reporting enhancements because he is a guru in this area so
0: yeah oh like like we need to introduce you (laughs) Michelle. but go ahead and uh, give us your resume
1: so my name is michelle long (laughs) very glad to see you all here today and have you joining us a puppy update he is now known as devil dog (laughs) all of that biting and chewing is definitely coming out so i've been ordering lots of little doggy toys off of amazon Dan, how about you? Isn't
0: isn't isn't Devil Dog a Drake? Uh, um...
1: I don't know, but I'll have to Google that. It's not
0: hostess. <laughs> it's not hostess, though. That's that's the thing.
1: <laughs> I will have to Google that.
0: Well, my name is Dan DeLong. I'm your co-host today. I worked that into it for about 18 years. I'm also co-hosting the workshop Wednesdays at schoolbookkeeping.com and the tech editor of PBO for dummies. Hector. <laughs> Tell us about yourself.
2: <laughs> Hi, everybody. So I'm Hector. I'm a CPA based out of uh, Miami, Florida. I I've dabbled on QuickBooks for the past couple of months, and now I'm ready to present something for you guys. <laughs> um, I'm, I think I'm best known for my YouTube channel. Uh, that will be likely what my big claim to fame is. Uh, so if you've, ne- if you've never been to my YouTube channel, just search for my name and you will see uh, tons of videos. They are for the most part focused around QuickBooks. However, sometimes I do like something related to accounting or tax or something like that, but I've been pretty QuickBooks centric for about seven years in the educational content that I, that I create. So check that out. And I'll also give you some links to my other webinars.
0: We're so appreciative that you took the time to, to join us here today. Um, you know, and I think about what QuickBooks, you know, what's the, what's the big benefit of QuickBooks, uh, or, or any accounting package for that matter. It's, it's it, it, ultimately it's the reports that you get out of it, you know, and, and what, what can you, what can you do with those reports? So, uh, I'm really pleased and, and, um, super appreciative that, that you found the time to join us today, um, as this kind of a, uh, a reunion of sorts, you know, <laughs> not as cool as the friends reunion, but I still, you know, still as uh, still pretty awesome. So a little bit of the details about uh, the QP Power Hour webinar series. It's every other Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Um, of course, today we have the reporting enhancements with Hector. Uh, next time we have uh, real estate flips with uh, Gita Faust joining us for another extension of our niche nuance series. Uh, and then Moneythumb will be joining us uh, in in a couple of weeks after that. We're making a statement. Now we're not talking about actually creating a bank statement, but making a statement with your clients using their statement options with uh, within Moneythumb. Um, and of course you have the the links to the PDFs of all the slides from from before uh, recordings as well as the podcast. So we'll start off with uh, with a poll. And I've tried to click on it and it's not working. Okay, so I'm gonna stop sharing. New computer issues. Stop. <laughs> Hector, can you run the poll? <laughs> when I, I try this,
1: I can probably if you want me to. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. when I try to slide over. Okay, now yeah, I
2: just I just launched it. Yep. Okay.
0: What now percentage I of your clients use to... QBO Advanced? Yeah.
1: And Hector, while we're doing this poll question, somebody already asked, is the custom reporting available in QBO Canada or the advanced reporting?
2: So I, as far as I understand, QBO Canada has not released their advanced SKU yet, unless they've done it in the last couple of weeks. Because I did hear complaints about people saying, when are we gonna get QuickBooks Online advanced? So um, so that that for sure, I could tell you then, then the answer would be no. Now kind of the other side of the coin would be let's assume that they do launch QuickBooks Line Advance in Canada, let's say tomorrow. Um, I don't know that if they do, if they will release advanced reporting immediately. So the biggest bottleneck we have now is that there isn't an advanced version in Canada. And from what I've spoken to, uh, into a team, there's no intention of making this tool available in plus or in lesser versions, uh, at least from what I hear. So you, Canadians going to have to wait for, to get advanced.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. I can't see the, the poll results. Okay. So,
1: so, so, share. okay. So uh, one to 25% use um, QBO advanced. Uh, we, okay. Sorry. 57% was up to 25. What percentage yeah. of clients? So, and we had not, 29% were NA. So a lot of people that are new to QBO advanced
0: true so let's talk let's talk a little bit about you know where this custom report builder kind of fits in the grand scheme of uh, of reporting right so you know uh, a lot of times when we see a new tool we think oh this is going to uh, be the be the be all and end all when it comes to you know reports and really you know the custom report builder is one tool in the reporting uh, functionality right so you know in, in this uh screenshot here you know uh, customer report builder is a wrench right so it's a tool right and a wrench has a certain set of uh of functions uh you wouldn't necessarily want to use a wrench uh to try to saw uh saw off a um you know a piece of wood right so i mean every tool has its own function and so hopefully that's what we're you know take it take custom report builder with a, with that kind of lens, um, because of course you have regular QB reports, you have um, management reports, you have the re- performance center. Um, and of course in advance, you also have the, the Fathom uh, options. All of those are, are different uh, reporting tools that you have. Uh, so just keep that in mind as, as we kind of go through this custom report builder. As it's its first iteration, uh, it, it is not... Everything that we, you know, might hope everything to be is like, oh, this is going to answer all our prayers, you know, of <laughs> of everything that has to deal with reporting, right? Uh, so we'll we'll show that in in the at the end, um, you know, how you can you know make this product better or make this feature better. Uh, but for the time being, just kind of look at it with that kind of uh, report, uh, or I'm sorry, through that lens, right? So um, so this is kind of like setting the stage, you know, being able to when we think about, um, custom report builder, um, you know, when I first saw it, I thought, Oh, this is fantastic. You know, because we always have this, uh, desktop online, you know, feud. <laughs> um, and, and it always goes back to this yeah, but, uh, type of situation. Like, yeah, but QuickBooks has QuickBooks desktop has the custom reports summary and, and transaction reports. Um, and, uh, online never had that, you know. When you're thinking of uh, uh, of, of these these, type, these types of reports, so the custom report builder is it, the first uh, venture, right? Hector, would you would you agree that you know, this is kind of like the first step into you know it putting is. it on on par with uh, with the custom reports out of out of desktop?
2: Actually, actually, this it's already so. This is still a beta. It's still, absolutely a beta, but the, the 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 customization tools in Custom Report Builder, it's already at a much higher step than QuickBooks Desktop. The problem is, we still have some issues with the specific uh, uh, data fields being available and being pivoted correctly and calculated correctly. We'll discuss that during the live demo. But this is already more powerful than QuickBooks Desktop for for a particular type of report.
0: Yeah, I think um, you know some of the things that you can do, and I and you you created a video uh, on your YouTube channel uh, back when it first first launched, and some of the things that you mentioned in there, I'm like oh, you can't even do that in 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 desktop where you can add the the uh, the, the the percentage or the average or the, the things of that nature. Uh, but we'll 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 kind of walk through uh, that. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit of our our, our agenda. So um, uh, I Hector, do you I want can... me to stop sharing? and Yeah, and, uh... I'll, I'll, take, I'll take over. Okay, so I'm going to stop sharing. That way I'll I
2: can o- see the
0: questions as they're coming in too.
2: Yes, yes. So um, I'm I'm taking over the presentation now. Um, yep. Uh, uh, one thing I do want to make sure that you ask the Intuit people that are in the call, which I thank you guys for and Giles for joining us and, and doing quality control and also answering the questions is accountants are asking, when are we going to get Uh, advanced, fully upgraded into our own file, and also custom report builder inside our own file as QuickBooks line accountants. And there's a question behind the question that doesn't seem to be asked or answered, which is, will accountants have access to the tool to produce reports for non-advanced customers? So again, I'm an accountant. I have QuickBooks line accountant. I have an essentials customer. Will I have access to the tool? as an accountant, to produce these reports, even though my client is not in an accountant's queue? We need the answer to that. We need a definitely yes, I definitely no, uh, because that's the question behind the question and the one that we really care about, because most of us accountants don't need to do fancy reports for our own file. We do need the tool so we can practice, learn how to use it, and know how to teach our clients or support our clients with it. But what we really want in Clamor is for us to have something the client doesn't have that will give us an edge and it will make the clients feel that having an accountant does give you an extra or pro-advisor gives you an extra cool thing. And being able to to produce reports with this tool would be a really, really awesome thing. So uh, if we can get that answer from David or whoever else is here from the uh, Intuit team and a real answer, not a, it's in the roadmap uh, answer, a real answer, uh, that would be nice.
1: So, Hector, David just said that as of today, customer report builder is only scheduled to be released in QBO Advanced. So that is something I, I think, David, if you can take back to the team and give feedback from Hector and a lot of us accounting professionals, it would be great if we had that as a tool to do the reports for our clients, as Hector mentioned. So that would be feedback from the accounting positions and our accounting professionals. And David said, duly noted. So good
2: point. Right, All right. So you can can see my screen, right? Yes. All right. So I'm going to spend a few minutes just because we did a pretty long introduction. A few minutes just can explain to you what's going on in my world in terms of webinars. Then I'm going to walk you through the updates to Custom Report Builder. This will be particularly valuable for people that already started playing with it back in uh, March or or April or, or, or June and they started doing some uh, some some beta testing. There, there was a, a whole slew of updates that was added a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to point them out. Then I'm going to do a demo of the custom report builder on a sales transaction. And then we're going to do it on an expense transaction. And then I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with the tool <laughs> and missing with the tool at the moment. And I don't have enough slides or time to go over <laughs> everything that's wrong with it. But I'm going to point out the ones that became an issue when I was building reports for a couple of clients. Then we'll leave it open for a couple of uh, open for Q&A. And if we have time, maybe we can try to build some reports on the fly. You know, let's see if we get uh, lucky for that. So if you, want to be a, if you want to know how to attend my webinars, the webinars that I teach live, just go to HectorGarcia.com forward slash webinars. And I do have a couple of free webinars scheduled in CP Academy starting tomorrow. It's a three-part series for QuickBooks Online Banking. We're going to press every single button in QuickBooks Online Banking. We're going to break every single thing in QuickBooks Online Banking. And I'm going to show you how to fix everything that's broken uh, or everything that could be broken with QuickBooks Online Banking. So we're going to do a full deep dive, three parts of one hour and a half each. That's four and a half hours of QuickBooks Online Banking. Believe it or not, even then, it's not enough time to cover everything. So uh, do attend those. Those are via CPA Academy. Divi sponsoring them. Really appreciate it that Divi paid me top dollar, right? This is not like I didn't charge 150 bucks an hour for this. I charged top dollar for Divi to have their name behind this webinar. I think this is the most powerful webinar I've ever created to date. And it starts tomorrow. Check it out via CPA Academy. Then I have a couple of paid webinars coming up. One, uh, a, couple, a couple of weeks from now on QBO plus Builder Trend one a month from now, month and a half from now, QBO plus Notify. I'm bringing a builder to an expert, a Noify expert to help me build this together. Those are paid. Every All the links and the procedure to, to buy them and be part of it. It's in the website. And I have a free webinar coming up, my own advanced webinar series. I'm going to do an update to QBO in October. And I'm going to do a deep dive on when does it make sense to go to QuickBooks Online Advanced. One of my goals is to make QuickBooks Online Advance the replacement of QuickBooks Enterprise. And for that, Intuit is going to have to pay a lot of attention to our feedback. And I'm going to discuss feedback and this custom reporting tool is one of the stepping stones towards getting there. Intuit as a very long way to get their QBO product to match desktop. But I think they have, they have, at least they have the money behind it, right? They're investing a lot behind it. So in October, I'll give you an update to the world of QBO Advance. And is it ready? And, you know, any other things that were added to QBO. Then in November, I partnered with Alicia from, Roy, uh, from, uh, Royal, uh, Wise. from Royal Wise. And I'm doing a sort of a part two to this webinar. Uh, it's also we paid. We're going to do a three hour mastering QuickBooks Online reports, basic reports. Custom Basic Reports, and also Custom Report Builder. And by November, I have a feeling that Custom Report Builder will have some of the things I've asked for, like a custom summary report and and a whole bunch of other things that I'm working with the PMs to improve. So if you want to attend those free webinars or the paid ones, hectorgarcia.com forward slash webinars, that's going to be uh, my plug there for my webinars. One thing I'm very excited to launch is a subscription service. Every single QuickBooks Online webinar I will create, the ones that are paid, are going to be compiled into one subscription service that I'm going to sell to the world at $50 a month. Eventually, this will be the way I retire from accounting and tax preparation, and I'll dedicate my life to build the Netflix of accounting. So if you're interested (laughs) on, on having access to all of my premium paid webinars, that I have created in the past three years and will create in the future. There's a $50 subscription you can access, cancel anytime. And then there's a coupon for the first 100 people that subscribe to get lifetime 50% discount. All the information is on the slides. If you're interested, I'm done with my pitch. And I appreciate QB Power Hour for giving me an opportunity to pitch uh, my livelihood. I'm going to run the second polling question. And after this, I promise you 100% demo.
1: Okay, so Hector, um, while we're doing the polling question here, Dave wanted to let you know that your webinar is not listed for tomorrow at CPA Academy. So, I don't know.
2: What uh, can- it is. It is. I just don't know if, I don't know if maybe he's searching it in a weird way. Maybe in, Intuit is not involved. Tell David that CPA they were not aware Academy. of this. Oh,
0: this, this, is, this is a different Dave, not David. Yeah, not oh, David. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. not the Intuit, David. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Sorry, other sorry. People are saying that yeah, they, and, they and saw it.
1: Kim said she just signed up for it. So it must be out there. So search a little better.
2: It's there. Nope. Yeah, and it's there.
0: It. And he even said he found it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's
2: there.
1: Problem solved, Hector. You are yes. a problem solver. Look at that. Look at
2: that. <laughs> it's there. Divi paid me a lot of money to do it. I'm proud of it. It's there. <laughs> You, you know yeah. um one thing i think we don't think this enough a lot of the a lot of the sponsors of my webinars of these webinars are the ones that believe in education you know it's important to give them kudos because you know education is one of those things that is very difficult to find as as an app developer uh, to find immediate sort of gratification this is a very long term play and these companies like moneythumb that sponsoring us Divi, I think, has sponsored you guys in the past. Uh, all these companies that do put money behind education to help our community and in exchange giveaway, they deserve at least checking them out. So do check out the webinar. I, you know, I do appreciate everyone that supports us educators that prefer to make a living helping others rather than um, you know, having a practice. Um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end the poll. Uh, it looks like um, 73% of you use reports to prepare financial statements and 41% of you to do cleanup work. And I I assume that means take a look at it. Does it make sense? Go back and do some more cleaning. And then 39% of you are doing custom reports. Beautiful. All right. So let me jump right in and I'm going to go ahead and uh, show my screen. And let's talk about all the things that were added in July to custom report builder. So the first thing they added, again, (laughs) seems like a basic thing. It's the accrual cash toggle, right? So before they added this, all the reports were in accrual. People asked for the accrual cash toggle. It's there, in my opinion, they should have put that sort of at the top, not in a drawer, in a drawer. Um, but that, that was part of my feedback, but it's awesome they did that. The second thing that they added in July is the ability to export to Excel and CSV separate. Now I will explain what's wrong with the Excel export, or what's the limitation behind the Excel export. I've been talking work, working with their team on finding the logic around what does an Excel export mean. Believe it or not, it doesn't mean just export whatever's on the screen. It's a bit more complex than that. But they did add the ability to Excel and CSV, both. Um, the Excel export, when it when it exports out, it exports in flat format. It doesn't export in collapsed format. So if you have any of the, Rows collapse, right, or summarize, that is not going to show up on the export yet. Okay. That's something that the team is working on. I have talking, I've talked to the bosses over there and explained uh, what that is. They've also added the ability to resort the columns. So before the July update, the columns were added at the same order that you added the fields. So um, so now they added the ability to re, um, re, resort. The order of the column and also click on the column itself to resort in alphabetical order. The other thing they added, which I love, and I'm, I'm telling you, like, believe it or not, this was a huge move in my perspective, is they added the field called ledger amount, which shows you the 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 value in a debit and credit format. So if it's a negative number, it's a credit. If it's a positive number, it's a debit. There's no field for pointing out whether something is. Uh, debit or credit, uh, but it is positive or negative. And if you're an accountant, you know that you know that, that positive means debit, negative means credit. They also added a field for split lines. So if you're looking at data, you want to see the source transaction. You want to see the split transaction. You want to see which accounts are being used in each one. They added that too. this. Again, these little things make a big deal, especially someone like me that's been building reports in QuickBooks Desktop for so long. They also added sales receipts and purchase orders, so that was very much uh, necessary. Okay, so now you know everything that was added as new. Hopefully, next month there'll be a, a whole list of new things that get added as well.
0: Based on all of your feedback.
2: Yeah, this is so. This is based <laughs> on the feedback I've gotten from people directly, the own feedback I've given, you know, whatever Intuit has found as a you know feedback. All right. So, how do you get to advanced reports uh, to custom report builders? As we mentioned earlier you need to be in QuickBooks Online Advanced. So how do you know which version of QuickBooks Online you're in? You click on the gear menu, you click on Accountant, I mean Account and Settings, and then on the Billing tab, it will say what version you're in. You might be on Simple Start, Essentials, Plus, or Advanced. It needs to say Advanced for this to work. If, it's, if it doesn't say Advanced, that is not going to be there. Then we're going to click on the Reports menu on the left-hand side. We're going to click on Reports one more time. And you're going to see two things that are not available in the lesser versions of QuickBooks Online. You're going to see Smart Reporting, which is the Fathom app, which is a partnership that QuickBooks Intuit has with Fathom. They've had it for several years. That gives you the ability to see pretty, pretty, beautiful KPI type of reports. But Fathom doesn't give you access to any details. No transaction details are Fathom. So the answer to not having a detail-driven reporting system is the custom report builder. When you see this area on custom report builder, you're gonna see three buttons. You're gonna see create a new report from scratch. That means that it won't give you any filters or fields right off the bat. You have to build it from zero. I'll show you how to do that. And then you have a template. This is basically a template to do an invoice report and then an expense report. As they add more capabilities and more templates, you will see more buttons there. But regardless of what buttons they add in there, you can always build it from scratch clicking on create new report. Let's start with an invoice report with a sales report. I'm going to click on invoice report and then that's going to open up the template or the predetermined template that contains a list of invoices. So right off the bat, the first thing you're going to see top left is the ability to rename the report, right? So I can do, I can do, call it this, years, sales by item. Okay, something like that. And we're going to start building a report for this year's sales by item. I'm going to click on the drop-down menu where the dates are, and you're going to notice that there's no option for custom date range. That drives me freaking bonkers, okay, that Intuit didn't put that first, okay? But they told me, they told me, Hector, that's the top priority is to add custom dates. So you're going to see that pretty soon. Hopefully, if you're watching the recording of this, this is completely obsolete and there is a custom date report date range field. And for now, I'm going to select this fiscal year. So we get all the... you'll have
0: something else to be bonkers about.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll bump up the bunker list to something else. Exactly. So now we got this fiscal year. What I'm seeing here is invoices. Now, the big question is, am I seeing the details of invoices? Am I seeing the summary of the invoice? And this is a really important piece because when you're building reports in QuickBooks, you have to be able to know whether or not you're inquiring about what's called a source uh, line of the transaction or the details or the split line of the transactions. I am currently looking at the source. And the the way I know this is because of the fields that I elected to show. So right now on the left-hand side, you see the customized report drawer. You just click on the big customize button. The door opens up. That shows you the fields that it's going to display. One of the most obvious ways to kind of show the difference between the source and the split is, for example, on invoice, you're going to see two categories. You're going to see invoice by itself. You're going to see invoice line items. So information that resides on the source of the transaction, the one that encompasses the entire transaction, that's gonna be under the invoice group, not on the invoice line items. So for example, things like the invoice date and the invoice number and the due date and the invoice amount, not the line item amount, that's going to be in the group of invoices only. I'm gonna go ahead and turn off due date. I'm gonna turn off amount and I'm gonna click on show all columns because there's five fields enabled here, that number five means how many fields in this group are being enabled. I'm gonna click on show all columns so we can open that up and see what else is being shown. Customer name, I'm gonna go ahead and close, open balance for now. Okay, I don't want open balance and I'm gonna get rid of shipping date. So right now I'm only showing three columns. I'm showing invoice date, invoice number, and customer name. Notice that there's no amount. So naturally that's all I see. I see those three columns in there. Now I'm gonna collapse the left navigation bar so we get a little bit more of real estate and we're gonna to continue to b- build more things on this report. Let's say that what I wanna see now is I wanna see products or line items. So I'm gonna click on the customize button. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, collapse the invoice group and open up the invoice line item group, and then go into the details of the specific invoices. I'm gonna click here, it says show all columns, and then I'm gonna show uh, product and service. So I'm gonna go ahead and click on product and service. That's gonna enable, The product and service, that's now showing as the fourth column in the order. As you can see, that's a product or service. I can also uh, expand this and look for ledger amount, my favorite line. As a matter of fact, I don't care about amount line anymore. I only care about ledger because in my world, I need to know whether it's a debit or a credit. And this matters a lot, especially when we're dealing with things like inventory. Okay. Um, And we'll we'll discuss that in a second. The other thing I'm going to add, I'm going to add account line and split account. And these these two things were added. They're new and they're worth it because you need to know and understand whether or not we're looking at the source or the target, the source or the detail, the source or the split. There's different uh, names for this. I'm going to go ahead and collapse that. And now we're going to see that we have account line and split account. So at any point in time, that you're looking at invoices for example and the account that's being shown is accounts receivable that is going to be your source because that's that's the other side of the invoice equation we have all the sales coming from other items and then the other side the balancing transaction will be accounts receivable so if i don't want to see if i don't want to see the source i just want to see the detail all i need to do is i need to filter out that account type. So we're going to click on customize and we're going to go down, we're going to collapse invoice line items and we're going to go down to chart of accounts and we're going to enable account type. By doing that, now I'm going to be able to see my my account line, my split account and then my account type. So all I have to do at this point is to show everything but accounts receivable. So I'm going to go ahead and click on filter I'm gonna click on the drop-down menu and say, I wanna filter my account type and I wanna see everything but accounts receivable. Okay, that's one approach. This, the other approach this is one be, of the go ahead. this is one
0: of this is one of the things that um, that the report filters in, in, in the custom report builder allow you to do that does not equal that that uh, this, uh, the operation. Um, you know, because with, with with your regular reports, you you only have yes or no, right? And if you want the 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 to get a little bit more granular, you really you you end up having to check off all these boxes in order to do the multiple select, right?
2: I agree. I agree. So I I think I think that having the ability to choose a specific set of accounts. So for example, if I click equal and then I select, look, you only show me. Income and cogs, because I want to see maybe profit from an inventory line or something like that. That's an option you can do that. But if your invoices contain something that's uh hitting other income, other expense, or 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 regular expense category, or maybe even hitting a prepaid uh liability or something like that, that is going to come into play when you start thinking about how to build this report. So, yeah, those two options you can just go manually select income and cost of goods sold or come in there and click on does not equal and say everything but accounts uh, receivable. But just keep in mind that if you do everything but accounts receivable, if there are things in your invoices hitting other accounts, that's not uh, income or COGS, it could kind of throw you off. That is possible. So I'm going to go ahead and close that. So now I'm only seeing the sales side and the cost of goods sold side Remember, because it's ledger amount, negative means credit, which means sale. And then a positive is debit, which means cost. All of these products you see here, masonry, floor flaming, these are all service items. Now, let's go ahead and do uh, customize here. And let's also group it by uh, item type or product type. So I'm going to click on product and service. And then I'm going to go to product and service type. And I'm going to click on that one. So I'm going to enable that as a field but what i'm also going to do is I'm, now i'm going to start grouping it by that so i ha- i have the account line which is what i care about at the ledger amount but now i want to group them by type of product so i'm going to click on group here and then i'm going to group it by in this case product service type and then click on add and what that is going to do actually not add um, add would be for subgroup we'll get there in a second let's just do it like this and then we close out of that grouping and then what you're going to see now is now the data is organized and grouped by type of product. So we have all of our service items that were uh, sold via invoices. And then we have all the inventory items that were sold invoices. I'm going to go ahead and open up the inventory. And now we get to see that all the sales at the line item level for all my inventory. Now, what I can also do is I can do a subgroup. So I got product and service type, then I can click on add and create a subgroup. And then with a subgroup, maybe I'll pick the actual product name. So now by doing that, when I go and and open up my inventory, now it's split off by the name of the product. So I have all my inventory sales and I have them grouped by the two by fours and the two by sixes. Okay. Now you can also
0: that's something that desktop doesn't do, right? Like that's something that absolutely
2: desktop doesn't do. Correct.
0: You, you can't you can't subgroup. Then you got to send it to Excel in, in order to have the the subtotal or the subgroups that you have in there. So that's, absolutely. That, absolutely, that's one for QuickBooks Online.
2: Yeah, <laughs> one one. I'll give you one. For <laughs> I'll give you one. All right, so, all right. So the next the next thing I want to do is I want to now when I sub I want to do like subtotals. I want to do totals. So I'm going to click on Edit Group Calculations. I'm going to select the column and I want to say, look, I want you to total. The ledger amount. So what's really cool is you get totals, you get averages, you got percentages. Okay. So for now, let's just do total, so we kind of understand what the, what's going on here. And I'm gonna also change the, the order of these. I'm gonna click on layout, and I'm gonna bring the ledger amount just kind of a little bit closer, uh, just because I want it more towards the left hand side, and uh, and 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 have more visibility towards it. Now these are negative numbers, so bookkeeping accounting 101 that is your profit okay and I'll explain what I mean by that okay that is your profit okay why because when I open up any of the transactions if we look at uh, the if we look at the invoice number notice that there's three uh, there's basically three uh, lines of data we're going to have our sales amount which is 3330 then we have our cost of goods sold which is 2610. And then we have our inventory asset adjustment, which is 26.10. Right now, unfortunately, I'm showing the inventory asset transaction, which I don't need. So I need to get rid of that inventory asset transaction ASAP. And the way we do that is we go back to our filters and fix our filters. So I'm going to click on filter here. And instead of doing not equals to accounts receivable, and that was one of the examples I was saying, these are some of the things that you run into where you have to go back and tweak the filters. I prefer to just go straight to equals and only show me my income and my cost of goods sold um, uh, lines. And the reason I want that is because I want to see profit. So now when I notice that I have invoice one zero I'm going to see my sales amount, which is 3,330. And then my COGS account, which is 2610. Not sure if this is being accurate. Well, let's go ahead and do traditional methods of verifying. So let me go ahead and open up a different tab here. I'm going to click on my, my trusty magnifying glass and search for that invoice number. I'm going to pull up the actual invoice number. Okay. I'm going to pull up the actual invoice number and I'm going to verify the data that I'm looking at. So there's my sale amount, 3,330. Okay. I don't see my COGS. It's not visible in the invoice, but if I click on more and then click on Transaction Journal, that's when we get to see the guts of the transaction. Most of you are probably used to this, but for those that uh, that know about Transaction Journal for the first time, you're welcome, I just, I just changed your entire worldview, right? <laughs> so I'm going to click on Customize here. I'm going to click on Filter, and I'm kind of going to do the same thing here. I'm going to do like all income, and co- uh, all income and Cogs, and I can do that. You can do that. You don't have to, but if you want to go in there, actually, I guess you don't have the ability in the journal. But um, if you had the ability, you would, you would filter and do income and COGS. For some reason, it's not available here. Then you can just get rid of the things that you don't need to see. That way you only see sales and COGS. But I'm telling you, imagine there's only two lines here, the 3,330 on the income side as a credit and then the 2610 as the cost of goods sold. So it's very, very clear that by looking at the I- invoice, I can do the journal. I can see what it looks like. And I'm sort of verifying that that's the same thing that I'm looking at a custom report builder. Now, why did I have to open a second tab and find the invoice and open it up? Because for some crazy reason, the developers of the custom report builder didn't think that the most important thing about a report is for you to be able to click on it so you can inspect the transaction. That is not available yet. That is a thing that should be, but it's not there. And trust me, they know I yelled at probably six people about this already. So this is a very, very important thing. We need to be able to click and drill down so we can verify what the heck we're looking at, especially in the sort of beta stages as we're getting, you know, falling in love with the tool. We need to be able to, just for the peace of mind, click on it to see, am I looking at the right thing? So for the time being, you have to open a second tab and look at the transaction separately for you to verify what it is. But that gives you a long story short, it has a quick profitability report on my two uh, inventory items that I sell. And and it is profitability because I'm showing both accounts. If I don't want to see profitability, if I only want to see sales, well, there's two ways to do this. One of the things we can do is we can go to filter and then change this to only income. And then just by removing COGS from here, now we get sales. So what we're seeing here is sales before we were looking at profit. So simply by just adding the COGS category in there, we transform from looking at sales to only looking at COGS. That's an option. The other option that I, that, that, that I could suggest is we can go to group and then we can add one subgroup and then do account type. It's going to be pretty interesting here. So now we expand inventory, we expand the product, and now we have the sales and the COGS as two separate lines, okay? So you can inspect COGS and sales as two separate lines. Now, one other thing that drives me bonkers, and it will be the next thing that drives me bonkers <laughs> after they fix the custom report builder, is I cannot group by, uh, by uh, invoice number. For some crazy reason, I don't know why or how, the programmers thought, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need to group by invoice number. And the problem with that is, if I want to know my profit per invoice, I currently cannot do that with this custom report builder. And that drives me crazy, okay? So one of the things that we do need is we need to be able to group by invoice number that's not available. I don't know what the technical reasons are behind it. To me, it's something that was that I missed from the checklist and no one looked into it until someone like me points it out. They really weren't gonna fix it uh, proactively. So again, all these criticisms that I'm giving here, I'm not trying to stand off to into it or whatever. What I'm trying to drive you to do is to click on give feedback and type here. We need to group. Uh, we'll do it right now. We need to be able to
0: group because this this feedback is actually is actually looked at. You know, a lot of a lot of people think, "Well, I'm going to send a send a chat or an email to someone," and it's really just kind of going over the wall. Um, you know, into it. Uh, you know, being on the other side of the wall and actually working there. That was that was where, where things were driven, right? Like share feedback. People actually do read that. Um, and I think one time, I think last year, uh, Michelle, we had, we'd actually sent feedback with someone from Intuit on the, on the, on the webinar and they actually brought it up and saw it and you know, they could actually look at it. So yeah, please do that. I mean, it is, it's not an instant fix, right? I mean, it's <laughs> you sending in feedback does not mean it's gonna be fixed tomorrow.
2: Right. But and what's, will, will one, one thing qualified. is worth adding. One thing is worth adding. You could take a screenshot. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, you don't have to like go out there and do a screenshot. You can take a screenshot and say, hey, you know, I need to be able to group my invoice number, give your feedback, click next. That's going to be really, really important. Okay. So you'll give that feedback. That Someone does read it, right? Because I've, I literally have gotten, I put my cell phone there once and say, if, if you don't understand this, call me. Somebody literally called. Okay, so they do read it. I'm not saying they're gonna call you, but I say they do read it, do it. It's extremely, extremely important that that happens. Okay, all right, so, so go ahead.
1: Can, can I ask you a question, Hector? Um, yes. So this is a great report and I love it. I love how powerful it is, but I have a question for you. Is it possible to do, um, when you're looking for, let's say negative inventory, is there a report that you can get to do quantity on hand so that you can see throughout the year if you had any negative inventory?
2: So I haven't done it, but you know what? Let's adventure into doing that. I right.
1: don't know. Why don't you wait until the end? I don't want to get
2: you sidetracked. Finish It's a good experiment. In, look, one thing I tell you is custom report building. And, and some, of, some of my friends are here in this webinar that are in, intimately uh, involved with custom report building. It's a discovery process. It's a, let me add this, see what happens. Let me add this, see what happens. And there's always tweaking, and they're always playing, right? I implore you that if you do get an idea like, hmm, could I run a report that solves for this particular customer issue, like taking a look at the history of of inventory and, and quantities do explore with it because you, you. First of all, you're going to find that there's a flaw with the system, and give feedback and say, "Hey, I tried to do this, and and, and the logic I applied makes total sense, but for X, Y, C reason, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really uh, 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 it, you know, make sense that I can't go any further. But also, it's good for you to explore with it. So. I think I I think I did a pretty good job showing kind of how the invoice process works. We'll go back and do maybe more examples to that. As a matter of fact, let me save this. Okay. So I'm going to save it as a custom report. That way I can go back to it. So that's a really cool thing. You can, you can save it and just kind of go back to it. So let's create a new one. I'm going to go back to custom report builder. I'm going to click on create new report. And Michelle's question is, could we build sort of a, a report of inventory history? So one of the things that the answer might be no. It's because I don't have all dates as an option here. So the problem by not having all dates is that I cannot bring any carryover historical uh, inventory balances. So because of that, we're kind of screwed, but I can show you how that would kind of work. I'm going to do this here, which gives me sort of the most amount of information. And then the first thing I would do is I would definitely go to a uh, chart of accounts here and I would enable um, account, not account type, but account name. And then I would filter and only show, because uh, inventory is always gonna be on the inventory asset account. So I'm gonna start with inventory asset as my main filter. That way, the only thing I'm looking at is uh, inventory asset type of transactions. The next thing I would probably need to do, and, and it's to uh, to show uh, the transactions, let's do transaction line. And let's bring product and service in the transaction lines. That way I can see all of the products and services that have been affected by inventory asset, which is essentially how inventory gets tracked. Next thing I would do is bring quantity, most likely. And then here's where we see all the positives and negatives in here. I would probably group these by product, definitely group these by product. That way I can now see sort of the history of the movement of the product. I would also possibly bring transaction type into the mix. I think transaction type would be useful. So let's open up here transaction and let's do transaction type. And let's bring transaction type, uh, change the order of it. And let's bring transaction type maybe uh, next to a product and service. And then let's expand these. And now we can see, okay, we got um, a inventory starting value. We have an invoice, we have a bill, and then we have the positives and negatives. Now, so we're missing a couple of things. One of the things that we're missing is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is the ability to do all dates so we can see the entire history or to get some sort of carryover balance because of that that we can't achieve what Michelle's asking for. But I'm showing you the baseline on how you start getting there. And then you can go back and push and say, hey, I'm missing this one thing to be be able to produce the report that I want. So the next thing here would be to, um, to do a subtotal. So we're gonna subtotal by quantity, okay? Subtotal by quantity. That way we can kind of get a balance. So according to this, I have 714 units available. Again, that's based on the history of inventory from the beginning of the year, not to all dates. That might be accurate because I don't think I did inventory in this particular file prior to that, but we can, we can go back and verify that um, in a second. So these are supposed to be my quantities let's just go to the different tab here and let's ch- just for the heck of it, see if what well, my regular reports tell me about my inventory valuation summary. Okay. So this is accurate. See seven hundred fourteen, seven sixty-five. So that's accurate. So what I'm essentially seeing here is that now what I would probably need to see um, is some sort of uh, running balance of of these inventory by week or by date. So I could possibly identify at what point I went negative. Unfortunately, I can bring I can bring transaction date into here. So I can bring transaction and then bring in transaction. So yes, I can bring transaction date into the fold and I'm gonna um, uh, ch- change, change the order and maybe move that maybe to the front here. So when we're looking at the history here, we're looking at transaction. That unfortunately, what I cannot do is I currently cannot group by week or month. Or like I can do by date, okay. But the problem is that by date is by specific date. So I can check what the stock was that day, right? Uh, 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 but it's not a running balance. It's just total movement. So I would need to have two things. I would need to have the ability to have a a field for running balance. Okay. And, and, or be able to go back to the beginning of time and do that. And on top of that, be able to group these, not by day, but by week by month or something like that. So because of that, Michelle, that report that you're specifically asking for cannot be achieved. The tools are not there yet.
1: Right. That was a good exercise though, just going through that. yeah, like Karen said, you might be able to send it to Excel and manipulate. If you have like beginning balances and send it to Excel, then you might be able to do some manipulation there. But David from Intuit, it would be helpful to be able to see if there was negative inventory at any time during the year, because that can cause trouble. And we do have that tool in client data review and desktop to search for negative inventory throughout yeah, the It
2: would time. be like, like I think when is important. When do we get the yeah. negative inventory? That way we can go back and focus right. our research around that time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Right. I, I, I,
1: I mean, derail, derail you, sorry.
2: Yeah, no, no, no problem. Let's take, let's take, um, let's take advantage and uh, just do a quick uh, polling question. Okay. And uh, this is, this polling question is a bit more self-serving for me. Um, Like, like I mentioned earlier, I am focused on building educational content for accountants, for QuickBooks users. And I want to think, what is the next thing I should be building? Should I build an advisory workshop to show people how to price, provide advice, uh, how to talk to clients, how to you know, look at KPIs. Should I build an e-commerce desktop workshop? Should I build an e-commerce online workshop? Should I build a QuickBooks desktop for contractors? And the reason why I say that is because the infrastructure bill that's about to pass, 1.X trillion dollars, is going to explode the industrial industry, If any, the construction industry. If any of you serve the construction industry, strap to your pants because you're going to have more work than ever. And if any of you are currently not doing it and thinking about doing it, I I suggest you start looking at that. There's going to be a huge shortage of accountants and QuickBooks specialists that understand job costing, uh, government reporting, uh, certified payroll, because the government needs to spend a trillion dollars and the government doesn't own any construction equipment. (laughs) So that means that the private industry will do most of the work. Maybe the military will do some. There's going to be a crap load of work for construction industry. And I know this. I I could tell the I could tell you just like at the beginning of the pandemic, I predicted that e-commerce was going to explode, and and I should have focused on e-commerce, uh, you know, beforehand. But didn't matter. We got an explosion of e-commerce clients. We now we're going to have see a little bit of shift from e-commerce to construction. I think. Um, so th- I just put the poll out there. What do you guys think? You know, where would you where would you pay not just pay money but pay attention to spending hours on? Building your skills, whether it be advisory, e-commerce desktop, e-commerce online, or uh, construction contractors. Well,
0: this All right. is definitely this is definitely a "careful what you wish for" webinar. Uh, when you when you have Hector unleashed on the uh, on a product. Uh, but you've definitely created even more fans uh, for 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 you. And I, I've seen that in the in the chat as it, it scrolled by. It's like, oh, I'm going to these webinars. I want all of this. Right. <laughs> Please, more Hector.
2: Right. <laughs> um, well, one thing I will tell you though, if you are gonna get into construction, I have been I, I have one specialist in my team that does construction. If you're gonna get into construction, like really, really get to construction, make sure when you price your services, ask them if they're going to be doing government work because certified payroll, WIP reports, bonding, there's more work to be compliant, to be able to serve the government for obvious reasons. Um, and hopefully the government is also adding some controllership and backstops to make sure there's not that much corruption because when there's a trillion dollars out there, every, everything's up for, for grabs. So if you are going to be serving the construction industry, make sure you price enough that it gives you time to learn that skill all right perfect Com-
0: we're, completely we're coming in on the on the top of the hour is there something you wanted to show on the expense side or do you yes, want to talk yes. more about uh you want to talk about more of the things the yeah but uh yeah yeah we'll,
2: we'll, stuff, we'll, we'll get there is there um is there a chance to go a little bit over or is it a hard stop at the uh, top of the hour
0: well it's not a hard stop for me i've got i've got time on the other side so i mean if we we want to go a little longer, I'm, I'm certainly fine with
2: that. Yeah. If you allow me to go a little longer, that way I don't have to rush it. I will be okay with that. Okay. okay. All right. So let's. Go. we're going to go back to a custom report builder. We're going to go to reports. And now we're going to do an expense transaction. Okay. I'm going to click on expense. And look, and while that loads, if any of you have any funky type of reports that you want to build, uh, like, you know, what Michelle suggested, you know, put it in the suggestions. I'll try to build it again. This discovery process of trying to build a report, it's really important to understand the tool, understand your thinking and understand the limitations that it has so you can give the proper feedback. See, I never even thought about doing an inventory report. I never even thought about giving them feedback on on having running balance, potentially running balances in there. That's from a technical perspective, that's going to be kind of complex. But they can pull it off. I mean, the Intuit has the payroll. They have the, the brains to do it. It's just a matter of where do they focus their attention? So, if ninety percent of you believe that a running inventory report is what they need, and they get that feedback, that's what they will be doing. Okay, all right. So, we started with the expense report template, and again, let's 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 go from scratch to understand what we're looking at. Let me go ahead and do this fiscal year, and I'm going to collapse the left, left navigation bar so we get a little bit more um, real estate. So let's click on the customize button, and let's take a look at what. What are we looking at? So, we're looking from the expense grouping. We're looking at seven fields. We're looking at due date, transaction number. We're looking at transaction date, transaction type, and amount. So, let's go ahead and give it a due date. Let's leave transaction number. That's important. Let's leave transaction date, transaction type, and amount. I'm okay with that. Vendor name is important. Let's get rid of open balance for now. And let's bring in locations. Okay, and uh, yeah, let's bring in locations, right? And uh, so now we have all these fields that we're working on. We have uh, uh, the, the, those fields in there. Now I wanna change the order. So I'm gonna go back to layout and I'm gonna group it first by transaction type. Uh, then I'm gonna group it by, actually I'm gonna do vendor first, then transaction type, then transaction uh, number, then the date, then the amount, then the location. Let's try with that. And now let's start doing some grouping. So let me group this by vendor name first. Okay, and then we will do the second grouping, transaction type. That would be useful. Okay, so we'll close that. So now we're looking at all the expense type of transactions. That one next to it is how many lines are under each of these, um, each of these uh, rows. So we we'll look at one that has two, for example. Crystal Bay windows, I'm gonna go ahead and expand that. And then we can see that we have a bill and then we have check. If I expand bill, I see my bill here. I should probably move dollar amount closer to the left here so we can see it a little bit earlier. Let's do it after transaction type here, right? Okay, there we go. So now we have our bill, our $1,200 bill on 420. And then if I expand check, I see my three checks towards that vendor. You wanna see the expense category? Sure, let's gonna customize here and let's go into possibly split. We need split line. So let's go back into expense and let's look for, um, could either be account or split. Let's open both and see which is the one that we want. So we open account and we open split. And now let's open one of these. We got a bill. Okay, and our split contains accounts payable. We don't need that. We knew a bill was accounts payable. So all we need is just account. So by opening both account and split to me is the best way to know, okay, which is the one that I'm looking at. So let me click on customize and let me get rid of uh, split and just show account. And then maybe even move account uh, a little bit higher up and let's put it here next to transaction type and collapse that. And then let's expand one of these vendors we got 24 bills on the Western telephone. We can expand that. Now we can see all the bills and we can even see all the categories that these bills are hitting. Pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. Okay. Now let's go ahead and do one interesting thing that could be useful. I'm going to click on a group and instead of grouping by transaction type, I'm going to group it by account. Okay. Now what kind of information that would give me? Well, I can see whether any particular vendor is using more than one account as a category. And that could be an indication of potentially misclassification. Not always the case, but because sometimes a vendor could serve in multiple capacities. But if you want to see you know, in your entire uh, database, is there a vendor in which we're using and uh, not categorizing in a, you know, in a consistent fashion, you can see any of these that have tools next to it, like First National Bank, Notice that they have two categories, bank service charges, loan interest. That makes sense. Maybe there's not that much more to look at here. But then we have the same, I think, we have right here, big value warehouse store. I'm going to open that and notice that the same vendor is being used for three different categories. And you can see how many transactions of each category and you can expand and you can look at each one of them. You can look at the amounts. You can look at uh, the transaction number, whatever other piece of information we bring in there, okay? So as an example of of like one way you can use an expense transaction. Another thing we can do is we can bring locations and classes into the mix. That's where the reporting becomes really, really powerful. So I'm gonna click on customize, go back into columns, go back to my expense group, and then I'm gonna enable location, okay? And class as well. Now what I'll do is I'm also going to group these by location first, and then I'll do account second. Just, a, just an example, okay? So we have all these vendors here. When I expand one vendor, Miller Properties, notice that I have my Palm Beach location and my Miami location. If I expand that, I can see that in my Miami location, I use Miller Properties for rent. I expand that, you get to see all the transactions.
0: As you're uh, expanding these, uh, is there a global expand contract or is it all there, that,
2: one on There, them? There isn't. There isn't. That is part of my wish list that I give to Intuit. Mm-hmm. Expand all, collapse all. That would be kind of cool.
0: It's on the bonkers list.
2: So it's, a, it's a, You know you know what? The global expand and global expands doesn't drive me as much bonkers oh. as not having a <laughs> custom date range, as not having tags, as not having... Uh, drop down oh, custom yeah. fields, as not having the ability to group my invoice. Uh, I, mean, I have other things in my priority of my bunker list. It's,
0: it's, so a, my, low, it's a lower priority bunker
2: list. It's a, it's a low <laughs> bunker, correct, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so let's experiment with maybe shifting some of the hierarchy of these groups. Let me clear them all and let me start with location. So we start with location. Okay, then maybe we can do class second. That's pretty awesome, right? So I can open my Palm Beach location and then I have transactions by class. And then maybe in the class, let's go, let's go crazy with a third grouping. And that's a limitation. There's only three, three groupings, but, but I mean, I would have been happy with just one, you know, but, but I mean, I mean with, with two, but three layers is awesome. I love that. I mean, would it be nice to have four? Yeah, I mean, but, but three is pretty good, okay? So we start with, um, we start with uh, the location, Then we open it by class. Then you can see it by category. So you can start seeing how you can do some really, really interesting uh, type of reporting here. Now, what if the custom report builder doesn't give you what you need? Okay. Well, then you export to Excel. So I'm going to click on export here and then click on export to Excel. Okay. And then I should have a report here in Excel. Let's open that up. And then you will notice, one thing you will notice is that in the custom report builder, we have a grouping and a hierarchy. Currently, when you export to Excel, the only thing that you will see is all the data, but in a flat view. Kudos to the Excel export for a couple of things. One, I like the last update. In my opinion, that should not go on the top. That should go on the bottom. That way I don't have to delete a row to make a a pivot table, right? Or if you're going to put it, maybe put it, here to the side, like this. It, again, that way I'm not bothered with having to delete the top line because you know that if I export to Excel, this thing is gonna go in a pivot table, right? For sure. So, like, why make me extra work to delete that line in there? Okay. All right. So I'm gonna take and grab all these columns here and do a pivot table, and then I can you know maybe do things that the pivot that the pivot table can't like maybe group by transaction number, something like that. And then I go by vendor name and by, or let's move vendor name to the top. Um, And then we go amount. Okay. Whatever it is. So I can start, you know, doing things that maybe custom report builder can't do. I don't want to spend my time doing stuff in Excel. That's an entirely different rabbit hole, but (laughs) no matter how good your accounting software is, your reporting software is, there's always going to be the need to do something in Excel Because people want to change the formatting, want to delete something. So having that Excel export capability is extremely important. Again, if it was my choice, make it flat, 100% flat off the bat, so I can go straight to pivot. But it would be nice if somehow they can figure out, and I'm sure that's more complex, how to pre-group these in Excel. So when you export it, it's already pre-grouped. It's complicated because there's, there's licensing with Excel and Excel tools and probably possibly they'll never get to something like that but one thing that you will uh notice if you haven't already and that this is high in my bunker list i can't print this it's freaking unbelievable to me that someone would develop a reporting tool and not think of the print capability like first okay you cannot print this like i could try to print the screen i can do control p on the keyboard and then i'm going to see like this Bunch of nonsense in here, okay? So I, I can't truly print this. I mean, I would have to like maybe get like super creative and scale these down to like 20% maybe of the screen and like just do some like, it, it's just- there's, Break got the I mean,
0: magnifying glass.
2: Right, right. There, there, there's, there's no, they have not thought about how to convert this into a PDF. And when I sat down with the product manager, I realized it is a big undertaking, believe it or not. It is not that simple. So the only way to truly print this is to export to Excel and print from Excel. So the only unfortunate thing is because you don't get the pre-grouping in Excel, you don't get to print it exactly as you see it. Okay. So this is for now. This is a data exploration tool with no drill-down capacity, with no printing capacity, but yes, Excel capacity and yes, um, you know, pivot pivot in Excel type of thing we have someone from Intuit here that's i think wants to say something um should we allow them (laughs) then
0: uh yeah let me allow to talk he's raising his hand i don't know if that was a uh click uh by on accident
2: (laughs) i I think i think i think they deserve to defend themselves yeah (laughs) okay so uh david um you can talk now you need to unmute yourself david
1: Well <laughs> David, are
0: you there? Hey, guys, I did not hey. mean to raise my hand, but um, <laughs> but I will say I will say that that as you guys have mentioned, there are a lot of things that we still need to build out with with this product in the future. You know, the, 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 there's some complexities in, in how these things are getting done. You know, one of the, you know, I'm I'm specifically on the accountant team. So I interface with our friends on the advanced team. And the most powerful thing I can get from you all is this feedback that you put in through that, that you provide in the chat. Those are the ways we get things done here. and, And my goal is as we're building out new features in advance and in other products that we have as many accountants involved in the development and in the beta so that we can get that powerful feedback because we know, you know, this product frankly better than us at this point. And and uh, David, I, I appreciate you letting us um, you know really get it, take it under the knife, you know, and 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 it, it make it make it vulnerable to to that, and and be open for that feedback. That's uh, that's always one of the things that I've really appreciated about Intuit is its willingness, you know, to listen to to feedback from from its customers. Um, yeah, it doesn't actually get hap- you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, there's there's millions of people putting in feedback at the same time. You know, it's a daunting task to to quantify that, uh, but it is it is something that is is listened to,
2: which is right. Which is great. And, and look and, and beyond. You know, eventually listen to the feedback and eventually fixing it, David. I think it's also important that you let the user know and understand that this is a work in progress. So you don't have a big beta label here. That's a mistake, right? If you don't put a beta label in it, I'm going to go out there and destroy the product where it's broken because you're not communicating to me that this is a beta, okay? One. Two, if you are not putting a little uh, link next to it that says, this is what we're working on. This is what we, the feedback that we receive. These are the things that we just added, okay? Then what you do, what happens is you put a tool out there and, and QuickBooks is an extremely strong brand. So if, if, if I could press a button in QuickBooks and something shows on the screen, I need to feel that I trust the data that's outputting. If this is a beta, it is a work in progress, and some things are broken and not functional, you got to communicate that. Otherwise, you're going to have people. I, I know, and, and I'm really just throwing red meat at my crowd because my crowd knows that I like to criticize and give you guys tough love. And this is a very small crowd, by the way. You know, This is like 200, 300 people plus a few YouTube views. But once you you show this to a million people and they start building reports and it's not working, you get frustration. And those people don't give feedback. They just go to a different product. We give feedback because we're passionate about it. So we need that big beta button there. We need a list of what you fixed already. We need a a list of what's being fixed. We need that. We need those notes and we need to feel that we're part of the process of making the product better. Otherwise, we're just going to ignore it, not use it, and just think of it as a broken thing, and completely overlook a, you know something that we can basically improve together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think of it in terms of um, you know, there's still people out there that doesn't that think that um, you know QBO doesn't do job costing, right? I mean, it doesn't do it like desktop, and it, it but it's it's making strides to close that gap, um, and part of that is because. The it didn't do it for them when they tried it, you know, and now they just discarded it and are never right. going to look at it again because it didn't because it didn't do it didn't perform for them when they when they needed it at that moment uh, so that, I think that's that's great feedback as well so so so, 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 in,
2: so in that nature in that nature then for the one hundred and fifty something people are still here today uh, in the live recording let me let me do a summary of, of the things that it doesn't have um, that way. You do provide the feedback if any of these are important to you. So no drill down when you click on a transaction, no grouping by invoice number, no print or PDF workflow. Excel doesn't um, match I mean, the collapse and expand nature and no custom summary report. That I'm just thinking about the QuickBooks desktop where you can build it as a not a detailed transaction, but as a co- kind of rows and columns type of transaction. That's an entirely different system in play. I mean, you can use the same engine, I guess, but it's a different workflow altogether. So out of the first four, drill down, grouping by invoice number, print work sh- print workflow, and Excel export with collapse. Which one do you think? Put it in the comments, I just would love to know which of these feel to you that should be the top priority. Again, I'm not even oh, sure that. if they'll read this, but I'm just wondering from the crowd here, based on my, my comments, you know, I said drill down, is an invoice wow. number grouping, Is a PDF printing, is it uh, export Excel with a collapse capability?
1: I think drill down is very, very important. If we had to, we could always do a screenshot um, and copy and paste that screenshot into Word to be able to print it. That We do need to print. I agree that is very important. But for me, drill down is the number one because we're right. so used to drilling down, whether we were using desktop or we were using online, we're used to drill down. Yeah. And not having that there seems like a big Big one for
2: me, anyway. Yeah, drill down too. My, me too. I, I absolutely agree. And it's fairly. Uh, oh, by the way, into it. If you're listening to this, when yeah. you drill down, it needs to be a new window. Don't have mm-hmm. me click on drill down and destroy the screen I'm working on. Okay, that's an <laughs> HTML thing. Okay, drill down is a new window, not the same window, because otherwise it's gonna suck. Right? You okay. click on drill down and you 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 didn't you forget to save the report? It goes to a different screen and you're screwed. Hector, when you drill, when you click on a link, click on your scroll bar and it will open it in a new tab. I know, but you, look, <laughs> do, we, do you remember to do that each time?
1: I know, I know. I,
2: I'm a pow, I, I consider myself stuff. a power user. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in the leadership of the Nerd Association of Power Users. And even <laughs> I forget. And even I forget to do control click or right click and that sort of thing. Okay, <laughs> the other yeah, the, thing... Uh,
0: the, 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 when... when uh, when a, when a transaction comes up like that, uh, I, I think the technical term is it's called a trouser. Uh, when it comes down and takes over the full screen, and literally you get caught with your pants down uh, when, you, when you bring up a trouser and you're stuck like that.
2: Okay, so uh, I forgot to add this, and I should add this: drop down custom fields is still not functioning. Okay, they told me they were working on that. It should be working today, yesterday, last week. It's not. It's it's not there drop down custom fields really important um you know to start adding especially because that's the advantage of qbo advanced right you got custom fields so like it makes no sense to have to pay the extra for qbo advance if then I can not report on those custom fields not to, to be fair the regular reporting system works great with custom fields but they haven't added here yet the the drop down custom fields the old school just like you know fill in data you know like in a free form type those are showing, but the drop-down ones are not showing. So I also mentioned custom date filtering. That's not there. Tags are not available. I don't, I don't, want, I don't get it. The tags should be available. If you add tags, you need a report for it. Um, one thing I want to point out, and, and I made peace with this. That's why I'm not going to put it in my bunkers category. Um, this is not a real-time reporting system. QuickBooks is pushing your data to let's call it a separate database for this, okay? So it's an entirely different database that is being synced every couple of hours. So when you pull a report, you have to look at the bottom that says updated three hours ago, four hours ago. So you will not be able to change a transaction and then see what it looks like in the system. And that, again, for someone that's testing this, for someone like me that's testing and discovering and trying to understand, that's a big problem but in the real world this is not most people when they pull reports they pull last week last month last year they're not pulling everything up to the last couple of hours so so in the real world this is not a real problem that is that is you know 3 hours old or whatever but for someone that's testing and trying that i mean that was a, like a really really big issue for me and there's not like push button where you can like force an update and i'm not sure if that ever will um, but something to point out but
0: that, is, that's also a good thing to point out though is that the last updated is not like last run when you last ran the report it's last updated for the database sync for for the
2: report yeah good inaccurate. point yeah good point too like so you technically if you're gonna have a last updated there you need to know the time that it was last updated because that will that, that will be relevant Other thing and this might be minor but to me it's important for construction companies I want to see a field for the customer name and a field for the project as two separate fields. That way, when I pivot them, I can pivot them cleanly, right? So I can group it by customer and then group it and then sort it by project. Right now, there is a customer project field that shows you the entire path. So customer, sub-customer or customer project, but I would like to see a separate customer and a separate uh, project. I also wanna see that in the expense category. So I wanna know expenses by customer, overall customer, billing customer, and expenses by project as two different points of analysis that's currently not available, okay? Um, So I I like to see those things separated. There's no debit and credit column. Again, ledger amount sort of solves the problem, but it would be cool to have ledger, I mean, debit and credit because I could filter them and say, only show me debits, only show me credits. And having debits and credits, it's sort of a starting point to building a custom trial balance report, which could also bring forth a whole bunch of interesting things. The other thing that I that I think it should have, I think there should be a profit amount. I think that if you got inventory sales and QuickBooks knows the profit on, at the invoice level or the profit at the line item level, it would be nice to have profit on inventory uh, items. So I don't have to see the income side and the cog side and do all those workarounds that I show you separately, I would like to see those. So Intuit has received that feedback from me. That's one guy giving feedback. If I can get a whole army of you, you know, like pointing in the, in the feedback, maybe the top two or the top three these that you think you need, plus whatever else you need, put that in the feedback, somebody's reading it. Um, uh, trust me, so somebody's reading it. I 100% uh, tell you somebody's reading it. Last thing, I did see a couple of comments of people asking, about uh, how to take my advanced content. Again, I've, I, I make a living out of education now. I'm selling my practice. I'm, I'm getting out of doing accounting with clients. And this is my goal is to create advanced content, make it available for people for a monthly subscription. There's the coupon code and it's hectorgarcia.com forward slash subscribe um, if you're interested. And other than that, I think we can run the last polling question and maybe do additional Q&A. I can stay if somebody wants me to run a, if somebody has a f- fancy idea for a report, put it in the <laughs> chat. I can, I mean, i I'm always curious to even know, you know, if, if, it, if they it can do it. So if you well, got something
0: kind of thinking in the last year, has your opinion or outlook about QBO advanced, improved, decreased, kind of stayed the same. So that's, that's the last, uh, last poll question that we'll have here, but. Um, somebody had asked about um, can you add multiple year budgets to a report? I think not in here, right? I mean, not, not in, not in. There's the no, custom
2: there's no, there's no budgets in custom report builder. No, the, the, if once they go, once they go, um, w- w- once, once it goes to a custom uh, summary report. Then they can start thinking about budgets, but yeah. you, this is a transaction level thing. So how are you even going to get transaction level data in a budget? It's it just like budget is not the right place for 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 this tool. Custom summary made, and that's
0: also a good and that's also a good uh, point too. Is that you know the custom report builder is its own section. Like you're you're not going to be creating this and putting it in uh, saved reports so that somebody can. Run the QBO, looking reports. It's it's its own separate reporting entity, right?
2: Right, right. Well, actually, one thing I want to point out is the polling question done. Is done, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to point out. Look, look. Sixty three percent of you um, have in, in, have a better perspective of QBO uh, advance in the past year. Maybe because you tried it. Maybe because of training like this. Something like that. 4% of you are not so turned on by it. And you know, intuit's job is to make sure that number is zero and, and stay the same again. I think, I I think that every year your perception of QBO advance should increase because their price has increased every year. So, <laughs> so so like if they're gonna make the price higher, they gotta make sure that their at least perspective of value needs to be higher too. But one thing I wanna point out is the performance center. Which is the place where you have these sort of graphical type of reports? I don't know if you have noticed, but this is also not a real time reporting system. This is also a couple of hours behind. And the reason why I want to point that out is because the engine that contains the data for uh, for the custom report builder and for Performance Center is the same. So, so the the you know as they improve the let's say the refresh time in the custom report builder, they're also gonna improve the refer- refresh time in the performance center. And, and it will be nice that at some point, you know, it will be nice that you can go from a custom report to a graph somehow, kind of like the way in Excel, where you build a table and you graph from there, that would be super cool when they get to the point where we can move from a custom report to a graph so we don't have to build the, the graph uh, from scratch. So I think that's important too, because that, that delay in database, um, the second syncing of the data. That's something you have to think about. Again, I don't think it's a problem. Most people are not worried about changes you made to the accounting the last couple of hours. But for me, who's testing the, the app and discovering what it shows and what it doesn't show, that will be nice to like have like a push button or something so we can refresh. Um, I think I'm done. I can, I can give you uh, the power back to do the outro. So I'm going to stop sharing. Dan, Michelle, thank you for having me and and Intuit, Thank you for supporting us educators that uh, are trying to make the world more aware of QuickBooks.
1: Yeah, Hector, I just was going to say thank you so much. I mean, this, this reporting stuff is a very, very powerful tool, tool for us. And so for you to show us some of the things that it can do and the capabilities as well as the limitations, I think was awesome. So thank you for your time and joining us. It's good to see you on Power Hour again. As always, love to get you on here, um, Dan. Thank you for all that you do. I know you guys can wrap it up, but I got to jump because I've, I've got to get to something myself. So thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Hector. Bye.
0: Thanks, Michelle. And uh, yeah, just coming up in the next uh, next couple couple weeks, we'll be having uh, the Niche Nuances with uh, Gita Faust again. She'll be doing Dan. Uh,
2: uh, flip. Do you want to share your screen?
0: Uh, I was just going to talk about it, yeah. but, okay. <laughs> but it's, all on the, um, it's all on the handouts. You can go to the QB Power Hour website to grab the handouts, uh, but we'll be talking about uh, real estate flips with Gita Faust uh, next, and then Money Thumb will be after that. Uh, and then I'm going to have, um, in September, a, uh, a couple of my clients who actually do sell on Amazon, uh, they're going to talk about the, the, the challenges of, of working with the big A uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and some of the things that that uh, that have challenges in their sales that that come over to uh, to quick So uh, we'll have like a panel that from from the business owner perspective as far as working with Amazon, uh, and that'll be in September. Uh, so Hector, again, thank you so much for for joining us today uh, and staying longer. Uh, you know your your time is super valuable, and I appreciate you giving it all uh, to us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing what happens to you in the future. And and we hope to see you all uh, next time on the the QB Power Hour. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.